All right, welcome to week 124 of the Two Guys in a Friday's podcast. My name is Steven. That over there is Travis. Hey, Steve. I got my mic pulled too far away and I'm pulling it closer now. What's oh, going on, man? Sound fine. Sounds good. Uh, things are going. Um, about to hop on a work call after this where I'm going to get yelled at by a lady for about two hours. So that'll be fun. Well, that sounds like a good time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, so uh, we're a TGIF <laughs> podcast. We go back we and are. watch all the shows that aired 30 years ago. But before we get into that, thank you to uh, Colden Martin for the theme song this week. Colden, thank you. That's one of my favorites. It's a good one. Just going to put it out there, one of my favorites. Yeah, and if you are as talented as Colden, or if you're not as talented as Colden, feel good free luck. to send in your own version of the theme song. You can do that. Just send us an email tgifcast at gmail.com and uh make sure you're following us on all social media at tgifcast and uh youtube search two guys into fridays yeah you'll find us we're there that felt a little sloppy but uh who cares um that's okay we got a we got a good nice we got a good fan email too we did yeah always fun to get those in Um, yeah i get to read read people's stuff he was uh, talking about like the comparisons of Lethal Weapon to Family Matters with Carl's job and everything, and absolutely right. I think yeah. uh, the writers they love to look True. at pop culture, see what was going on, and uh, that was pretty big in like 1989, so it kind of made sense. Yep, Drew from Texas. Thanks for dropping us an email, Drew. Yeah, thanks for listening, Drew. Um, so the other thing we like to do is look at what was going on in the world 30 years ago this week. And, uh, one of those things was the, uh, Super Bowl, Super Bowl 26. They played it in Minneapolis. Mm, Washington Redskins defeated the Buffalo Bills 37 to 24. So some little local, uh, flavor there with the Redskins. I don't know if that's the last one they won. It might've been. And I remember that, I no that was also around the time where the Bills were just losing every Super Bowl, like three in a row or four in a row or something. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's what I remember about the Bills in the 90s is they went to a bunch of Super Bowls in a row, in a row and couldn't win a single one. Yeah. So that's what happened there. What about movies and music? Did we have a change this week? Is it finally happened? We do. We do have a change. So for movies, same movie. It's still the hand that rocks the cradle. Okay. It's got one more week or so left on it. Um but Hand the Rock's Cradle stays in at number one. New song was uh, All for Love by Color Me Bad. I listened to the song. I didn't recognize it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a pretty bad song, honestly. It was, it was bad uh, with one D or two? Well, Color Me Bad with two, bad with one song, one D. It was. It's not a good song. I don't know how this... I got the number I one. I think they, people were just tired of what had been on there forever and just wanted Michael something. Jackson? Yeah, I mean, it was on there for... I would have been tired of that Michael Jackson song after 15 weeks or whatever it was. Uh, seven weeks. It's still a lot. Just yeah. Think about well, it all the time, every day. Oh, God. I know. I think Call after- Me Bad, All For Love. All right. What about uh, birthdays? Anything the, four, the four is a number, by the way. I think that's... It's not... It's, so it's all number four, love. Okay. And two Ds in bad. Two Ds in bad. Yep. Any yep. birthdays this week? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Tuesday... Uh, January 25th, Christine Larkin, you know, who plays, of course, Al on Step by Step. So happy birthday, birthday, Christine. Uh, come on the show sometime. Yeah, you've got your own podcast. You got the equipment. Just come on over. Does she? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Come on. Is that what it? are you waiting for? Just one this week? Just the one. Just the one. Okay. 
Uh, other exciting news, we've got a brand new show to talk about this week. Uh, Billy, yeah. which airs, what, 9.30, right, every week for a few weeks? Yeah, 9.30 slots. So and I, I forgot to mention, too. So these are episodes that would have aired January 31st, 1992. Step by Step was on reruns this week, so we get Family Matters, Baby Talk, and like you said, Steve, the brand new TGIF show, Billy, and the 9.30 slot. Yeah. I mean, I already watched it. I hope it gets better after this. <laughs> Well, it's a bit of a... We'll talk about it. We'll get there. some reason, I wrote three three pages of notes on it, though, even though it's only a half-hour show. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you about that. Family Matters is your uh, your opener, though. Eight o'clock, right? It is. Eight and o'clock. This episode is uh, season three, episode 16. It's called Brown Bombshell, and it starts off... Um, we've got Laura in the kitchen. She's uh, in there. Urkel comes in through the uh, back door, and he's looking for Carl. He also needs some advice from Laura. He's trying to figure out uh, when he should talk to Carl because he's got something that he needs to confess to her dad, Carl. Yeah, he he says that he has done something. He's done something that's gonna upset Carl, and he has to tell him face to face as soon as possible. Yeah, and Lord's like, well, you know what? You got to avoid him when he's mad because if he's mad, uh, that's a problem. So just make sure that he's not mad when you talk to him. And as he's she's saying this, Carl comes in from the back door. Looks like he's in pain. He announces that he got a root canal. He is obviously mad, and Steve Urkel takes this chance to run out as quick as he possibly can. Well, right, because early when so when Laura first tells him don't talk to don't talk to Carl when he's in a bad mood, Urkel's like, I've got it doesn't matter. I've got the best thing I can do is just tell him. But yeah, as soon as he says I had a root canal, go home. He's like runs out the door, and he's like I'm not doing it right now. Yeah, and this kind of sets up that little storyline throughout the episode. Um, we come back after the theme song, though, to Harriet and Rachel. Uh, they get home from shopping. They got some great deals in their uh, discount shopping adventure. And Estelle <laughs> is on the couch this time, too. Yeah, she's on the couch. She's got kind of scrapbooks and pictures all spread out on the on the coffee table in the den. Yeah, and they join her over there looking at the uh, photo albums that she's looking at. And this is kind of setting up the other storyline that's throughout this episode. Right. Um, we find out that Estelle wants to finally sit all the kids down together and tell them about the family's past. Like, we don't really know yeah. what about, but it sounds juicy to me. It doesn't sound juicy to me at all. Um, but w- what she also says is that she's kind of starting to realize that when she dies, that that she feels like the the family's history is going to be lost with her. I, I didn't. It didn't sound juicy to me. It just sounds like she wants to tell kind of the stories of, you know, her when she was younger, her and her husband, and and you know the people before her. See, when I when I hear this, I'm like, oh man, they've thought this whole time that their grandfather's this guy, but he's going to turn know. out to be like uh, Steve Urkel's dad or something like that. And uh, dude, my. They're all my my grand my grandpa had dozens, if not hundreds, of pictures on the walls of his house that were just him and my grandma as kids, as t- not kids, but as like you know young adults, and and him joining the military, and and that, that, those were the important stories to him. Was just like this is what happened in my life when I was younger, getting ready to go to go to war, go to you know go to World War II, and and all of that. That's exactly exact, especially when she had all the pictures laid out. I didn't expect anything juicy. I expected exactly what she was getting at when right. she said that. All right. We'll, we'll yeah. see who's right in just a little bit. Um, so I was a little confused, though, why the older kids hadn't heard this story yet. Like, why they waited till now. Like, Eddie and Laura are in high school, and they have they don't know anything yet. But they're now, it's like, oh, Richie's five years old. We can tell him now. They just probably just hadn't gotten around to it. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
Um, so a little later, they show the, there's a snowstorm outside too. Like it looks crazy. Like it's like two feet of snow in front of the Winslow house. But uh, we go inside yeah, Chicago. and it's a dance party. Um, we've got uh, the kids in there, Judy, Eddie, Laura, Richie. They're all in there and they go one by one having a little uh, dance off. Uh, Judy goes first. Uh, Eddie's got some pretty good moves. Laura does her thing. And then Richie, which I feel like this is probably part of his audition tape or something. Um, <laughs> he uh, puts on a hat and does his little Michael Jackson dance. Uh, it's pretty good, though. But uh, we, we knew we knew Richie was going to make them all look bad. Yeah, this is not the first time he's done a Michael Jackson dance, is it? I feel like we saw no, it. No, I think he I, I think it's kind of a go to for him, but it's still pretty awesome. I think he I bet you if we looked up his past, he was like a kid Michael Jackson impersonator before he did Family Matters. You think so? Like the hair and stuff. Like, I bet you that was his thing. That, that's how he got on the show. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not that important. Estelle comes in. This is the important part. She's got a photo album in her hand. And she wants to uh, sit all the kids down and tell them uh, about the family. But as soon as she tries to do this, like, Eddie kind of leads the way and is like, nope, we're getting out of here. And they run out of the room. Well, in fairness, I will say that one of the worst ways to get a group of young kids to do anything is to like ambush them while they're having a good time and be like, let's sit down and talk about stuff. Like I get what you, I get that that's kind of like, it's important to her, but it's not really the best way to like get kids to agree to, to do something that they're not prepared to do. Yeah. Laura doesn't run out though. Right. She's still kind of hanging out. No, no, she's on her way out. She's definitely on her way out the front door. Um, just not, she doesn't run as quickly as everybody else. So she's still in there. Uh, Urkel comes over. He comes through the front door and, um, I guess he's looking for Carl again, right? Yeah, he's back to looking for Carl. So Laura's like, all right, well, the only thing is uh, the other time that you don't want to uh, talk to my dad is when he's eating dessert. And right now he's in the kitchen eating dessert. So it's probably not the best time. Yeah. So he's like, all right, fine. We'll do it. Um, We then go to a new scene where it's probably a day or two later. I don't know. Eddie comes in uh, home from school. His mom's in the kitchen. And uh, she kind of tells him that she's a little disappointed. Um, his grandmother really wanted to tell him something important. And he should be a good example for the younger kids. And what he did running out the other day was not good. Yeah, he tries to point out the fact that... <laughs> you all right? Yep. All right. He tries to point out the fact that uh, that everybody left. And then, and then, like you said, she she's like, yeah, but you, you're supposed to be setting the example. So... Yeah, and he he's like trying to act like it's no big deal, and kind of uh, kind of blows off his mom at this point. Yeah, and the other thing we kind of they, they start to lay a little bit of a foundation here because he comes in, he he was on a study date studying uh, history, um, and 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 there's kind of some conversation about you know that that him and he's got his textbook and Harriet like when he leaves the room, Harriet pulls over his textbook to try to I guess you kind of start to see that she's coming up with a plan more or less. So a little later. Uh, we've got Steve Urkel. He's coming into the living room where Carl is, sits right next to Carl on the couch while he's reading the newspaper. Actually startles uh, Carl. Didn't expect him to be there. <laughs> right. And uh, Steve starts to explain this confession that he's got uh, to tell Carl. So we find out that um, Steve signed up for a pen pal program that uh, he got the brochure from Carl. And it's like prison inmates, right? Like um, Right, right. You get to talk to somebody, they send you letters back and forth, and Steve found a uh, pen pal named El Marita Puckerwood. 
and you uh, said it like I first heard it, even though it that's not how it, you said it like like a like a Hispanic name like El Morita, but it's just El Morita, like that's just one word. Okay, but I, I liked it. I thought it was El Morita at first. El El Marita at first. So it's El Marita. Uh, I was hoping that would translate to something funny, like from Spanish, but I looked it up. It yeah. doesn't. Um, Steve says that uh, everything was going good with these letters. They were going back and forth. But then um, something changed, and El Marita started getting a little intimate in these letters and uh, yeah. c- coming on to Steve a little bit. And eventually uh, she asked him for a photo, I think. And instead of sending a photo of himself, Steve decided to send El Marita a photo of Carl for some reason. Yeah, that that that's funny. So that's like funny. um they're kind of like laughing and stuff, but as soon as like uh he tells Carl this, Carl stops laughing and uh well no, they're still laughing I think at this point, but then uh Steve's like, "Yeah, and also she's getting out of prison soon." All right, Carl's Carl's response is, "Well, it's not a it's not a big deal, uh, Steve. Don't worry about it. She's in I'm never going to see her. She's in prison, right? Right. Yeah. But then he's but, like, "Well, she might be getting out pretty soon." And then he's like, "How soon?" And then the doorbell rings, and then Steve's <laughs> like, like "Real soon." And Carl answers it. It's Elmerita, and she immediately like jumps in the arms of uh, Carl Winslow, like bear hug straddles him, and uh, we've got a problem going on here. Yeah. And so Elmerita is played by Lawanda Page. And and I, I did some research into Lawanda Page because she it didn't just seem like this was some random person. Um, she's best known, I guess, for being Aunt Esther on on Sanford and Son. Okay. But really, she was a, a comedian for 60, 70 years. Uh, she's considered by a lot to be one of the like original black female comedians. Um she, she got nicknames queen of comedy black queen of comedy so she is so this is a pretty her, huge guest star for uh for family yeah members. yeah this is a this is she's a big deal and and she's someone that i i had i knew nothing about um i think that a lot of people who watch family matters probably would initially know nothing about but um she seems to have been a very important person in uh in in the black comedy world in the comedy world in general so it's it's interesting to kind of know more about her backstory uh, from looking her up. Yeah, so the problem we have now is Elmerita thinks that Carl is Steve because of the photo he that she got in prison, and now she's there in front of him, and Carl's like, Steve, you gotta f- straighten this out, let her know what's going on, and she's just all over Carl right now, like, doesn't want to yeah. hear anything. She hasn't had a man in so long, and and her, her comedy here is a little bit borderline uh, for family matters. It's a little edgy for, for the TGIF crowd. Um, it's pretty funny though. It's good stuff. Yeah. So, um, Steve tells Carl, um, like, I, I don't think Elmarie is listening or something. She, he's like, she was in prison because she actually shot a man that turned her down. That's what he tells right. him. Well, because Carl's like, I'm just going to tell him the truth. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to you know, turn her down, let her down easy. And that's when, yeah, Rickle tells her that. Yeah, and Carl tells her that he's married and uh, even offers to help her uh, get a fresh start. He's like, I know uh, yeah. um, some places that hire ex-cons. I can help you get a job. I can even take you to a halfway house right now. And she's like, she's thinking that she's going to stay there with Carl. Like, this was her plan the whole time. Right, right. So, like, eventually they kind of get her out the door, and uh, as she's going out the door, she uh, wants to remind Carl what she could have had or what he could have had, 
and tells him that she's got a full body tattoo of the United <laughs> States and she was going to give him a geography lesson that he would never forget. Exactly. And then uh, she calls him a sucker before he, before she leaves. Poor Carl. He missed out. Um, so from here we go uh, to the other storyline that's going on in this. Back to uh, Eddie's school. We're in Eddie's class now. Uh, Waldo's in there. Some of the other kids are in there. The bell rings, and um, the teacher starts um, the lesson, which is about World War II, and says uh, that uh, everyone can put their books away because they actually have a guest speaker today. I wonder who it's going to be. Yeah, specifically the the, the lesson today was going to be about fighter pilots. Yeah, so the teacher asks anyone, uh, or asks the class first if anyone has any relatives that fought in the war, and then he specifically asks Eddie, and Eddie's like, I don't know, and then the teacher introduces Estelle, of course, who comes in as the guest speaker for the class. Of course. I'm thinking she's a fighter pilot at first. Um, she's not. She tells him about the uh, Tuskegee Airmen, and uh, we find out that her husband was one of the uh, the black pilots that actually got to fly in the war. They had like a secret black fighter pilot division and he was one of these like member the historic members for sure yeah yeah and they you know they're they're fairly well known and especially for being uh just a, a high number of missions with i think no losses during any of those missions uh which was unheard of during world war ii obviously yeah and she's got like a little slideshow on the screen she shows a picture of him and all the girls like ooh, and then they show a picture of her when she was young and all the boys <laughs> are like ooh, and then the teacher's like all right come on guys uh, and she and estelle's like it's all right let them let them talk about me <laughs> let, them, let boys be boys yeah and and eddie didn't know any of this so he's finding it out and of course some of the girls like, oh, your your grandpa was a fighter pilot. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, of course he was, yeah. Yeah, and all the class thinks it's it's pretty cool that uh, Eddie is related to this uh, fighter pilot. Everyone's yeah. excited for Eddie at the same time. So that's kind of it, though. It like goes from there right to the house where the whole family and Steve Urkel is just kind of talking about Estelle being in Eddie's class, and it's kind of it. Just wraps up right there. Yeah, yeah. Like they close out with the whole. Estelle was great and everyone in the class loved her and, and people were saying after the bell rang, it was, it was great. So, yeah. So that's it. That's a uh, family matters for this week. Right on to, uh, Oh, oh Hey, wait, yeah. I'm sorry. One thing that I wanted to mention too, that you, that we, that you didn't mention was, uh, so the name of the episode is Brown bombshell. Mm-hmm. And one thing we find out is when she's doing the, the slideshow is the plane, um, that, that her husband flew in, in the war, his name, Sam Winslow was, was the grandpa, um, was the, was called the Brown bombshell. And it had a little picture. Of, right. We assume of Estelle like painted on the side of it with Brown bombshell. Like, and she, know, and I, I think she says like, I think he, I think he named it after me or something like that. And that's when, right, right. That's when they show the picture of her. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. All right. So baby talk is up next. We already said no step-by-step this week. This is season two, episode 15. Uh, Broadway Baby is the name of the episode, and our intro this week is Mickey and two other kids playing with toy instruments. That's about it. Yep, it's a band. Uh, theme song, we come back to uh, Maggie, Anita, and Danielle coming in to the apartment. Uh, they were out somewhere, and we find out that Maggie is going to be directing a play for the local, like, what is it, like a rec club or something? Or? So Anita is convincing Maggie to direct a play for the local community center. They're raising money to repaint the activity room, I think is what okay. they said. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I, I feel like she's kind of already convinced her to direct it at this point, and now they're already at the point of, like, choosing what play that they're going to do. Yeah, I mean, they're, she's convinced her as they're walking into the building, but it's this is all very fresh. So um, 
they talk about possibly doing Cinderella, and then Maggie and Anita come up with the idea that they're going to uh, rewrite it as like a 90s version of it. Like they need to right. uh, to make it a little more woke or something. Yeah, they want a more modernized uh, version of Cinderella. So James and Mickey and Warren come in at this point. They just got back from the movies. Do we find out what movie they saw? It was an American tale. They oh, don't that's right. say it. Yeah, yeah. They it's don't like a mouse. It, they or talk something. about Fievel and the mouse. Yeah, it's it's American tale. Um, Maggie comes in and uh, starts to tell James about this play. James kind of laughs at the idea of her directing, and uh, they are able to convince, I guess, James and Warren at this point to be part of the play as well. Yeah, I think Warren. They. I was Warren kind of into the idea and James they had to do a little bit of t- I think James was a little bit hesitant, but yeah, they, I don't they talk, think they basically show every- I don't think they show a whole lot of like trying to convince Warren at this point. He's just like there when the play tryout starts. So Right. Basically they convince everybody to try out. Anita's gonna try out and then they you know, Maggie's like, Oh, my mom's been to a lot of plays. Maybe she wants to do it. And of course Doris wants to try out so she can maybe have the chance to sing another song. Yeah. So we go right from here. Right into the auditions for this play. Uh, Maggie's mom starts off. She's auditioning for, I think, uh, The Wicked Witch. Is that right? Maggie's mom? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's yeah, auditioning for The Wicked Witch. She's the doing wicked that. Stepmo- the evil stepmother. It's evil stepmother. Evil stepmother. Um, Lois walks in. This is a uh, new character on the show, right? We've never seen her before. Lois, yes. Lois is a new character. And, and she uh, is auditioning. We actually do see her in another episode, so I don't know what okay. that means, but. So she's auditioning for Cinderella. She's going for the main role, and she's the only one auditioning for Cinderella. Right. And we find out for her audition, she wants to do the last scene, which she makes very clear is the kissing scene. And she walks over to James and wants James to read for Prince Charming. Grabs him specifically out of the the crowd. Out of him and Warren. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. Um, So they start the scene. Um, not only once, but twice the two of them kiss during this scene. And you can tell right away that Maggie is very jealous, goes up and makes them stop in the middle of the scene. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's not, not thrilled about this. Um, Maggie's really like hoping that she can find some others to audition for Cinderella, but she's the only one. So she, uh, calls a take five to look over her list and make her announcements of who's going to get the roles in the play. Right. So um, Anita and Maggie talk for a little bit. Um, Warren and James are off talking about uh, the play, like off to the side. They're trying to figure out what to do. And uh, Maggie calls for the group to announce her decisions, um, all the parts, and um, everything's pretty like cut and dry. Like we know who's going to get everything. Like Maggie's mom is the wicked stepmother. Um, Anita is the fairy godmother. These two ladies are not the ugly stepsisters, but they are the un- emotionally unavailable stepsisters. So, and one of them, Lillian, I don't know what inspires this, but she's in an- another like five episodes of the show moving forward. Like she is a literally a throwaway character in this episode, hmm. but she comes back for four, four more episodes. Five I mean, she's not the episodes. only one in this episode. We've got another throwaway character that is back again this episode too. Uh, Tommy. Yeah, yeah. Is it Tommy, which, Tony, which, whatever his name is. I can't remember which he's switched. He's already switched names once, but he is Tommy in this one. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the big surprise, though, is that James is not given the role of Prince Charming. Instead, Prince Charming is Warren. And we quickly realize this is uh, Maggie's solution to avoid any more kissing between Lois and James. Right. And and James is the uh, the foot, footman, footman. Yeah, he just rubs people's feet. 
No, he's the one that carries the shoe, basically. So back to the apartment. Um, Maggie's telling James that she couldn't give him the part because she already gave her mom a big part. She gave Anita a big part. And people would know uh, something was up if she gave James the role of uh, Prince Charming. So that's why she gave it to Warren. But James is thinking it's because she thinks that he can't act. And that's his whole thing. He's like, oh, you just gave me because you don't think I can act. Well, she also tries to tell him that he's too macho to be Prince Charming. That that she, That's why she went with Warren, because James is too much of a man. And he kind of is okay with that for a second. He's like, all right. Of course he is. That, that makes but- sense. I, I'm kind of surprised that he doesn't immediately go like you're just you were just jealous. Yeah, like, that's yeah. immediately what I would think. So something happens here. and They just start kissing in the middle of the apartment and um, she's like getting all into it, wants to take him to bed. And then he kind of just laughs and walks out because like that's his payback for not making him Prince Charming, I guess. Is that what they were I going guess. for? I guess. I don't know. All right, so he walks out, end of scene. We come back, uh, back to play practice now. Um, and you're saying Tommy's his name, right? That is his name. In the, yeah, Tommy. Uh, that is his name moving forward. And this is the guy who was the uh, poker player that kept using the bathroom a couple episodes ago. And we saw him in another show too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now he had a different name in the poker episode. So the poker episode, he was... Hold on. Poker episode, he was Bill. He was in the last one, the boxing episode, Tommy. And now he's back as Tommy. Oh, so he's the same character from the boxing episode, but not the character from the poker episode. Unless, like, some people call him Bill and some people call him Tommy. I yeah, mean, I mean, Bill's short the, for Tommy. Different people call you different circles. names. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you have three or four different names people It could call be, you. like, William Thomas Harding or something, and then uh, Bill and Tommy. <laughs> Bill Harding, yeah, it could be. Um. So, we, we see that he's back in it. Um they start kind of like doing some scenes to play and I mean, it's pretty bad. Like there's just like, they just modernize all the jokes in it. Like, I mean, there's no jokes in Cinderella, but like they add a bunch of stuff to kind of make it funny, but also make it like yeah. newer, I guess. It would, I I thought about like trying to kind of capture some of those jokes, but it, it would get so bogged down trying to explain it. Like every single situation in Cinderella is now like, you know, Ultra, ultra modernized, progressive. Like, like Maggie's mom walks in the scene with a Bloomingdale's bag and like stupid stuff like that. But also like, hey, I'm going like, to get my. Uh, it's like a girl's like I'm I'm leaving because I gotta go get my degree tonight at night school or something. Right? Things yeah, like something that. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah. Uh. Maggie's having uh some trouble with the uh, play too because no one is really liking their roles and no one's doing a great job. James is barely reading his lines. So Maggie calls for another take five where she sits down with James to talk about what's going on. Yeah, I mean, it generally sucks. It's just bad. Um, We find out that James is still upset that Warren got the part over him, and then she finally breaks down and tells him the truth, that she just doesn't like him kissing Lois, and that's why she didn't make him Prince Charming. And uh, James laughs and hugs her a little bit and says, uh, you got to understand that this is acting. These kisses mean nothing. And they laugh together, and she says, you know what? You're right. And then... uh, no idea what word I wrote there. Not that's it, pretty much. PL. I'm trying to play Wordle with my uh, <laughs> words now. Uh, I haven't done today's. Nope, can't read that. All right, that's so okay. it's show night now. Um, 
they showed James walking into the theater and he pastes his own photo over top of Warren's, which I didn't really understand. I, I thought that it meant that, that it was their was way of be... telling us that he had replaced. Yeah, that like Warren just turned out to be awful, so they recast the whole play. Um, but or I think James, or getting... I thought, I thought like maybe James was going to find his own way to like get into the play and like, uh, or to be Prince Charming somehow. He was just going to take over the role. I don't know. Well, I do ultimately think it was just James being spiteful. Yes, I guess that's all it was. Um, yeah. So Warren is already telling James that he forgot his opening lines to the uh, play, which I thought, okay, this makes sense. Now this is where James is going to take over. But no, the show starts. Everyone still has their regular roles. Um, they show a few different scenes of the play. The crowd's laughing at all the cheesy lines. And, uh, and all the, like, there's just kind of, like, a little idiosyncrasy things that are happening because everybody in the play sucks. Yeah, and um, James is still giving Maggie a hard time about not being Prince Charming. They show um, a scene then of Lois and Warren um kind of near a punch bowl and stuff. And then to or Tommy pops back in and admits that he had spiked the punch. So we now have a drunk Lois and a drunk Warren who are trying to act through this uh, 90s Cinderella. Right. And what Tommy says is that, that Maggie had told him that, he, that she wants it to be as real as possible. So that's why she, that's yeah, why he makes sense. Wine in the wine in the punch. Um, Maggie feels that this whole thing is a disaster and Anita comes in and tells Maggie that uh, Lois is now passed out in the bathroom and uh, they've got a problem. So, yeah. uh, And Warren's pretty drunk, too. He's just not passed out anywhere yet. Yeah. Uh, Maggie's mom comes in and starts, like, ad-libbing stuff to try to make some sort of sense of this play now that they don't have a Cinderella and uh, eventually calls for another maiden who then Maggie comes out dressed in the... Uh, I guess made in Cinderella outfit and right. they, they try to go from there. It's a mess. Um, Mickey and Danielle have taken over the soundboard at this point and they're just hitting <laughs> buttons of different sounds. Like they're supposed to be like a glass break, but they're hitting like train like noises, frog sound, I think animals and all kinds of, they're just going crazy on the soundboard. Yeah. Um, Maggie goes to kiss Warren for the scene and then James stops them and then Mickey runs out into the middle of the scene and it's just, it's a disaster now at this point. Right. Yeah. Mickey runs out to try to help the situation. And, and that's when they go, they do this whole thing where, where uh, Maggie's like, I cannot, I don't want to be with you, Prince Charming. I'm a single mom making it on my own. I'll be, I'll be fine by myself. Yeah. And eventually like James just like makes up a line to end the play and they just kind of end it right there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, then we go back to the apartment. Maggie and James are there, and Maggie says um, that they're basically just laughing at what happened. The fact that that oh, she says Maggie never again. Jealous. I'm never gonna. I'm never directing a play or doing anything with a play ever again. And James is like, "Well, it was a hit. You uh, earned a thousand dollars for the for the uh, rec center or whatever." And uh, I think ever everyone in the crowd liked it. And she's like. Um, she actually says that she liked that James stopped her and Warren from kissing each other. It just kind of shows how much that he likes her, right? Am I getting that right? Well, they get there, but she starts with the fact that she thought, she's like, you know, I think it's interesting how you were mad that I was jealous about mm -hmm. you and Lois kissing, but you obviously were jealous about me and Warren kissing, so. 
Yeah. But then they, they just laugh it all off and, and that's really it. Yeah, and James admits that he didn't want anyone else kissing her and uh, then they start to kiss and then as they're um, as they're kissing, Mickey stops him and says, um, what's the matter, James? Don't you know the star? It's the star that always gets the girl because he thinks he's the star of the play because he <laughs> ran out there. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I did like, there was a lot of Mickey in this episode, which was nice, but... Uh... Mickey's was, got his hair getting long too. He's getting old. He's he's getting he's getting to be a big boy. Um, and then uh, the ending clip was not more uh, babies with toy instruments. It was uh, the cast coming out in the play and like bowing on stage. Yeah, doing their curtain call. Yeah, so that's it. That's baby talk. Uh, now it's the big time here. Now we get Billy. It's our new show. Billy. Season one, episode one. I don't have a title for the episode. I don't know if there was one. It's, it's, it's just pilot, pilot, right? It is. It's pilot. But let me just. Some setup. I want to get some setup real quick. So well, good because we the show did no to. setup at all. Like I don't even know the <laughs> well, uh, actress. I was gonna talk. I was gonna mention character's that part name too. at all. I, I do not. I didn't look it up, and I they never said her name once. Okay, here we go. So this is a spinoff of Head of the Class, and That's I'm gonna go right. back a bit to what Head of the Class is. I never watched Head of the Class, but uh, I'm sure a lot of our listeners did. Basically, Head of the Class was a show that took place in Manhattan at a, at a high school. Uh, that had a gifted program. It was called the IHP program. Most of the show, it's five seasons long. For four of those five seasons, the main, essentially the main character is the teacher, this teacher, Charlie Moore. So fourth season, the the actor leaves the show and and the fifth season is replaced by Billy Connolly, who is Billy, the lead character of the show we're about to talk about, Billy. Um, So at the end of, evidently, at the end of season five, the, the high school is shut down. Uh, much like we saw in um, Just Ten of Us. And Billy moves from uh, New York to California. Billy is played by Billy Connolly. Billy Connolly, just a little bit. Uh, Scottish actor. Uh, you listen to him talk for like 10 seconds. And you're like, yeah, this dude is definitely like the most Scottish actor I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, evidently, he's pretty pretty highly regarded in the UK. He's considered one of the best comedians uh, of all time in the UK. He's been knighted. Um, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of like accolades and 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 uh, kind of you know awards and whatnot for his work in the UK. But now on to Billy. So yeah, one of the most jarring things about this show is that it like just starts. Like there's no none of the good stuff. Like none of the like. Well, it's like, got that the intro. Like, well, that's what I was gonna say. So the theme song is. The, the explanation the, like, of how we get to where we are now. The, like the meat of the show. But it's like, not a song. We can't call it a song. There's like a little jazzy riff and it's Billy talking over like kind of com- comic sketches. Uh, and it's basically setting up this idea that he moves from Manhattan to California, is teaching at a at a community college. He needs to get married to stay in the country. And uh, the other character, Mary, um, who is played by Marie Oh, that's Marshall. her name? Mary? Yeah, Mary. She's played by Marie Marshall. Um, she needs her husband is has just left the family. They just got divorced, and she needs someone to move into her house to help pay pay the mortgage. So they get married so that they can kind of just you know make make that work out together. But we learned all that just in the theme song because it immediately goes to basically Mary in the kitchen with the kids saying he's on his way here, and the doorbell rings and Billy's there. So yeah. Um... So that yeah, that's where we start off. We're in the kitchen. Um, the kids are joking. Uh, one of the kids even is like joking about it, her dad leaving. Like not a big deal to her. The son seems like he might be the most upset by it though. Like he's kind of playing like sad son, but maybe that's something else too. Uh, the doorbell yeah, rings. Yeah, he's acting out. 
son and the son is David, who is who is Johnny Galecki, like we talked about last week, the the boyfriend from from Roseanne. And they made it real easy and kept his name David from here to Roseanne, so no one had to worry yeah. about that. I actually looked up to see if there was any correlation because uh, at one point he does talk about oh, like, like in case Roseanne's and, actually just a spinoff of Billy. I, you never know. You never know. Um. Okay. So the doorbell rings. Um, one of the kids runs in to go into the door. And um, David's still showing he's upset. But they answer the door. And um, it's this guy, Billy. And Billy. I didn't know. His, I mean, I should have known his name was Billy because that's the name of the show. But uh, they don't even call him Billy until about three quarters of the way through this episode. <laughs> um, so he starts kind of like making himself at home immediately. Like he's like, oh, this chair is perfect. Oh, this is a great spot for my plant. And then... Uh, Mary reminds Billy that they have an agreement. He has his own apartment in the basement, and uh, he doesn't really need to be making himself at home because that's where he's going to be living. Yeah, exactly. They're, they are intended to keep kind of separate lives. So the next scene is him coming up from his basement apartment, once again showing he's not really into it. He wants to live in the main house. Um, he, they, We get a joke about his plant, which is named Robert, Robert Plant. Um, how it needs sunlight, and he can't do it in the basement because there's no windows. Tries to fight a little more about living upstairs, and uh, this is where Mary starts to go over the house rules with uh, with Billy. Yeah, essentially, no sex, no drinking, no smoking. Yeah, that's the big ones. Um, so commercial break, we come back. Uh, notes, since we had the full episode with commercials, there was a Little Caesars ad, a Campbell's Cups ad, a uh, Theraflu ad because there was a big flu epidemic going on at that time. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a weird commercial to watch. And uh, that was it for that break. So we come back. Um, Mary is telling Billy that uh, he annoys her and says they had a deal. And um, at this point, David comes in and says that he's got to leave. He's got to go to a basketball game. He's playing in the game. Yeah, and Mary's upset because David was supposed to be watching the younger daughters um, that night because she had something else to go do. And David's like, well, I'm playing in the game. I'm, I'm the center. And, and they all kind of like don't believe him but don't have any choice, don't have any reason not to believe. I don't, I don't, does that make sense? Like, yeah, but Mary does like ground David at this point too. He's like, you're grounded and uh, you, you're, you're supposed to be watching the kids tonight. But David's like, no, I'm playing. And he just leaves the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Billy's like, ah, I can watch the kids. And she's like, oh, thank you. Because she's got to go off to school, right? She's got night classes. Oh, that's it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So she goes out. We now have Billy and the two girls back at the house. And, uh, well, no, 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 not yet. Um, there's a scene first where she's trying to call for a sitter. And um, eventually that's when they get to this point where yeah, she's going to yeah. watch them. That's how they get there. Um. But she does tell him if she's if he is going to watch the kids not to get attached because if they get attached to him, it's going to be a whole other issue just like they had with the father leaving. He's going to leave at some point and he doesn't want this. She doesn't want this to happen to her kids again. Right. So um, now we get a scene with uh, Laura, who is the older of the two daughters and Billy. They're in the kitchen. It looks like Laura's doing her homework. Uh, Billy's probably working on some type of school because he's, he's still teaching, right? Yeah, yeah. According to the theme song, he is a te- he's actually I think Mary's teacher, one or was Mary's teacher. But yeah, he's he. It looks like he's grading papers. Yep. Um, while Laura's doing homework, and uh, Laura asks him uh, if he can help her find Annie because Annie's the little girl and she's missing somewhere in the house. 
So yeah, now Andy's we've... the youngest. There's the three kids. There's David, the oldest. He's the son. Laura, the middle. She's the daughter. And then Annie, who's the youngest. So they go around looking around the house together for Annie. And uh, Laura says, well, when she wants attention, she either hides or wet the, wets the bed. And uh, eventually, uh, Billy finds her hiding behind a stack of pillows on the uh, little, I don't know, like bench or something. And she's tiny because those are only like four pillows and it covers her completely. <laughs> she is small. But he's also, it's also important here that he's really, he's really playful about the whole thing. Like oh, he's yeah. having fun. He's having fun with Laura. He's having fun with Annie. He's doing it's exactly like, what uh, Mary told him not to do, which was get yeah. too involved where the kids like him a lot. And that's, yeah, but he's that's also, what's happening. You know, making the best of a situation where he's got to watch two kids that aren't his own. Yeah, but she won. Uh, she she specifically told him, "I just want you to be here. Like, I don't want you to do anything with the kids." And he has broken this like rule that she set like immediately. Fair enough. Fair enough. So um, they find her behind the pillows. Then they start playing the three of them. Um, eventually, he sends uh, the Annie little, upstairs, little one Annie Annie, yeah. Annie up to bed. Uh, tells Laura she needs to practice her violin for a little bit. And then as she's going upstairs, Annie kisses um, Billy on the back of his head. So we know we've got a problem here. She's already getting attached. David gets home. And this is where we get the reveal of what David was actually doing. He says, uh, well, at first um, he's like, oh, yeah, we won real big in the basketball game. But Billy knows that he's lying. Like he knew the whole time. And we find out the real reason that David left was because uh, he's got this girlfriend and he thought something was up, that she was being a little sneaky behind his back, and she fi- he found her kissing another boy while he went out. He was right. So now we've got, well, we've already had Sad David throughout the episode. He's our sad character for sure, This probably this entire show. Oh, yeah. And uh, David is like, don't tell my mom that's where I went. I don't want her to think that I'm some pathetic guy that uh, girls cheat on. Like, uh, I don't want her to know. But Billy's like, you got to tell your mom. That's the big thing. Um, girls actually like when you tell them this kind of thing. Like it makes it makes them think that you're more of a man almost. Yeah, yeah. He 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 talks them into telling telling Mary, or at least that he should tell Mary. So Laura comes back in uh, with her violin. Annie comes back downstairs. Well, the whole time that he's talking to David, and David's telling this like kind of sad story. Uh, Laura's in the background, the background playing the violin in this really like melancholy not great uh way it's pretty funny and then yeah when 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 uh when they stop talking laura's like oh man i suck at this yeah and then annie comes down saying she can't sleep they blame it on the violin and then uh you know they just have a dance party at that point yeah they start dancing so uh what is it rolling stones is that what they were doing it was yeah it was and uh of course billy's pretty good at this like he's got the whole dance down he's got the look down well not the look but like he's got like the facial expressions and everything and uh eventually he hops up on the couch to start dancing and of course as he hops on the couch mary comes home and she's she, not happy and she's not happy she sends the uh the kids back to bed and uh, goes into the kitchen where David is, and she has not had the chance to yell at David, but now she does because, if you remember earlier in the episode, he just walked out on her when she was trying to tell him that he was grounded and needed to watch the kids. So she's right. mad at David. But David is uh, looking at uh, Billy while this is going on. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm jumping ahead too fast. David runs upstairs uh, after his mom yells at him. Well, because, yeah, because she he's like, wants to tell her what happened but he's like you won't even believe me if i told you and, and she's like 
yeah, I probably won't. Um, and so he, that's when he d- like darts out of the kitchen. Commercial break. Um, we've got a Darkwing Duck Pizza Hut combo going on. We've got. Oh, I- man, I had, the, I had the Batman pizza from Little Caesars last night. That's a thing going on right now? Yeah. Yeah. Hot like, and ready. Batman. They have, Batman is advertising with Little Caesars? Yeah, for the new Batman movie. Wow. Okay. Is yeah. it shaped like a bat? Shaped like a bat, and then the head, like the pointy part of the head and the pointy part of the tail, are calzone pieces. So the rest of it's pizza pieces. What? Uh, and then the and then the the head and the tail are calzone pieces. Ashley, so, can we get Little Caesars for dinner tonight? Oh, that's a thumbs up. Um, how much are they charging for that thing? Twelve ninety nine. I think it's seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine. That's it. Hot and ready. Yeah, out Ooh. the door. Did you have to call in advance? No, but the guy was the guy was like, we just we got I just finished one, put it up there. So I, I think that they probably don't don't last long. What so time, you might want to call What time ahead. did you go? Five ish. But right. call ahead. Just call ahead. You live across the street. Just call ahead. All right. We'll try for it. Batman pizza, Little Caesars. Highly recommended by Travis, right? <laughs> I mean, it's still Little Caesars at the end of the day. Hey, maybe so. we can get Batman to advertise on our podcast if we promote Little Caesars. The Batman, the new Batman movie. Yeah. And we can get Robert Pattinson on. That'd be cool. Um, was he yeah, I would call. I would call ahead though. I would call ahead. Though. What year were you, you think Robert Pattinson was born? Was he alive yet? You asking me? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't know. Well, he's probably thirty-five. Is he 30? Yeah, he's thirty-five. You think? Thirty? I, don't, I have no idea. All right, other commercials. Was... Aquafresh Flex Brush. Uh, we got an ad for Mastercard. We've got some Aspen perfume, which I've never heard of. Diet Dr Pepper, and then an ABC in concert that night with NXS and Rat Cat, who I've never heard of. A late night, a late night concert. Yeah, because that would have been at like ten o'clock, right? Probably eleven, because we're still going to show twenty twenty, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert Pattinson is is thirty five. Okay. Have you ever heard of the band Rat Cat? No, I meant to look them up. Um, I'm looking them up right now, though. See Rat Cat. Uh, One hit wonder. I bet. I bet you not even. I've never heard of Rat Cat. Some people. I've never heard of Rat Cat. Never. Yeah, I don't know. I wrote it down. I was like in excess and rat, and then I had to go back. I'm like, wait, that wasn't rat, was it? No, it wasn't. Oh, Rat Cat. All right. So after the commercial break, we come back. Um, Now we've got uh, Mary talking to Billy. She's mad. Uh, Annie comes down once again, saying she can't sleep, and Annie wants Billy to tell her a story to go to bed. So. Mary tells Annie to go upstairs. Annie kisses uh, Billy once again on the back of the head, which uh, Mary sees this time, knows there's going to be a problem, and says, see, it's happening, and uh, suggests that the two of them go up together and tell her a story. Right. So that's I, looked up, I looked up Rat Cat. Looks like the only reason they were... Looks like this was really an NXS thing, and they were just on tour with NXS at the time. That's are they Australian? They, Rat Cat? they are, yeah. Okay. yeah they, were, they, were, they were opening for NXS. They just got pulled into the whole special... All right, so um, we go upstairs. Uh, Billy is still kind of uh, telling his goodnight story, and both Annie and Mary are now asleep in the bed next to him as he's telling the story. So he finishes the story, tries to get up, but then, like, sleeping Annie (laughs) says, tell me another one. So now he's stuck telling another story, which he immediately starts. We then go to the next morning. Um, It shows Billy waking up in bed with Mary sleeping on his chest. And no child in sight. No child in sight. There is a note, though, behind his head and his ear or something that says um, that... Well, I don't think we read it right here, but... Um, no, we no, do, they, right? Yeah, yeah. They do, yeah. yeah, it, yeah. it pretty much just says, like, uh, I'm in I'm in Laura's bed. I'm sleeping or something like that from Aaron. Exactly. Yeah, I would sleep with Laura. So um, 
as he's reading this note out loud, um, Mary starts to kind of wake up for a second and uh, falls back asleep, cuddles in even closer, and um, then she does she like and she kind of starts to really wake up and realize what's going on. Yeah, and she like looks shocked, wakes up. Um, then we go to the kitchen. So we're in the kitchen now. Uh, Billy's coming out of his apartment in the basement. I don't know why he went back down there. Billy and her kind of bump into each other in the kitchen. Her is Mary because I didn't know her name in this entire episode. And they talk about the um, the whole situation once again with him staying there and like what she expects out of him and suggest uh, Billy's actually like suggesting that maybe they should just call it off right now. Like they, yeah, yeah, they're they're both they're both kind of a little nervous that things are just not are progressing in a way that's not going to be not going to be good at the end. So are you sure they don't say her name in this entire episode? Because yeah, I knew her name one. from looking it up on IMDb and I. It never occurred to me. That- never. Not once. I wrote down her wow. every single time. Wow. Um, so, yeah, the doorbell rings. This All the kids come downstairs for the morning. The doorbell rings, and uh, this is where David now has the chance to tell his mom about what actually happened, why he ran out of the house, and he tells well, her. Yeah, basically what happens is doorbell rings. Um, Annie and- While Annie is going to get the door, David comes into the kitchen where, where Billy and Mary are, and that's like – you said where Billy starts to, or David starts to tell the story. Yeah, and he tells her the truth about this girl and everything, kissing another boy, and she's like, "Oh, David," and she like hugs him and feels bad for him. And of course, Billy was right about the whole thing. Uh, David apologizes for running out, and um, his mom is like completely forgotten that anything ever happened. Like everything's <laughs> good now. So right. just Annie, like just like Billy said it would be. Yeah, Annie comes back in the room, says there's a man at the door. Um, I think uh, Mary goes after and sees what's going on at the door, and uh, she's like, "Oh, it's for Billy. It's someone from um, from immigration, right?" Ed from immigration. Did you recognize Ed from immigration? No, I was writing a lot here. Larry Wolp, uh, Wolp, who was Howard from the first season of Baby Talk. Oh, one of the uh, the little like guys painting one the, the construction. House. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. of the contractor guys. Yeah, that's cool. Um, He's there to uh, check on the marriage, make sure everything is uh, is legit. And uh, David comes in and immediately starts lying for Billy, like is covering for him completely. And- well, David's doing a couple things here. He, he is lying and making up the story about how Billy and Mary met, but he's also very heavily implying, insinuating, letting Mary and David or Mary and, and Billy know that he's doing them a favor. Uh, and he normally, he's all right with doing him, them a favor as long as they don't get in his face. Yeah. Uh, like he knows that he's going to get something out of it if he helps them out kind of thing. Well, he's got the, it gives him leverage. He, he, he's got leverage. So, um, uh, what are we here? Billy walks out. No. Where are we at? No. I, I'm not sure because and Annie, the, then the, the, Ed, the immigration guy, starts to kind of ask more probing questions. Oh, David things. walks out. That's David right. walks out. Yeah, and because he's like, I got to go to my basketball practice or whatever. Um, and then the the Ed starts asking more questions, and he says he asks Annie, he's like, where did where did uh, where did Billy sleep last night? And, he, and she's like, with Mama. Uh-huh. And uh huh. And then uh, bef- yeah. before the scene ends, David kind of pops back in. He's like, Hey, I need twenty bucks for a new basketball jersey, which they have to give him. And then uh, I think. Has the immigration guy already left at this point, or is he still there? 
He's left at this point. And then uh, I think uh, Billy kind of ends the episode with saying he's grounded. That's how they ended <laughs> off. Exactly. <clears throat> um, a few things to note after the episode, though. <clears throat> Uh, we do get a commercial break with Alpo, Dimatap, and Carefree Gum, but there is a promo from Balky and Larry of Perfect Strangers letting everyone know that they're moving to a new night. I love Saturday night, starting with, uh, I think we talked about this last week or the week before, of a whole new lineup with what, what is it like Who's the Boss? Is that on there? Or? Yeah, so I'm actually looking it up right now because I wanted to, I meant to look this up earlier and I forgot, but um, it's a whole four, a new four show lineup and uh, Perfect Strangers. Yeah, it's Who's the Boss, Growing Pains, Perfect Strangers and that Capital Creditors cartoon. Yeah, so that's coming up and it's a cool little like on the couch clip with uh, the two of them. And then they do a uh, preview of next week's Billy, which is a long preview for like uh Something that I, I, by the way, I love Saturday night. This is what I was trying to figure out. Uh, lasted five weeks, five weeks Ugh. as with that, with that branding on it. Yeah. Okay. Um, preview of next week's Billy. We find out, uh, David gets caught smoking and they show, uh, Billy and David smoking cigars in the living room. So we'll have to figure out what's going on with that, which was one of the rules that he's not allowed to do. Anyways. Yeah. And then, uh, there's a Billy, like uh, a promo with the all the actors, the three kids, uh, Mary and Billy, like on the couch saying goodbye, kind of closing out TGIF for the night. And that's it. Closing credits. Uh, they have like a family photo for the closing pr- credits with all uh, all five of them on there. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. This the episode. So first of all, I didn't, I didn't dislike it as much as I thought I would. I liked talking uh, about it more than I liked watching it, I think. I think that the problem with watching it is because they don't actually do any of the important stuff in the in the episode. They don't talk about why they got married. They don't talk about like any of the stuff that led up to the situation they're in. It just feels very jarring. It's very like, what's going on? You know, why? What's the situation here? Because we don't get any of that really in the in the but episode. I, mean, I don't know. That's kind of how Step by Step started. They just started like, oh, here's a new family. No, but then you get the whole backstory right there. You get the whole backstory of like. They went to Jamaica. They, they gave us the backstory. I don't know. It didn't bother it's, me. It's different. I think it's different because it just, you you expect there to be some explanations from the characters in the show of like what, what they're, why they're doing what they're doing, um, which they don't. There's none of that. So I don't know. It feels very dry, but I still liked it better than I thought I would. It, it had a little, it had some like little hints to me of, of hi, honey, I'm home with kind of like, they're they're like keeping a secret from people, even though they didn't really touch on that much. But I think the with the immigration person showing up at the end, it just reminded me of like the I want to say TVA, but that's the Loki uh, people, whatever the group was, and the sitcom relocation yeah, program. Yeah, yeah. Um, it has you know obviously has those hints of just the ten of us with kind of the spinoff school moves cross country. But I don't know. I, I'm interested to see the rest of the episodes. So where are you ranking them this week? When you got one, two, and three? Um, I'm definitely putting... I, I did not like uh, Baby Talk this week. So I'm going to put that at three. I'll put Billy at two and Family Matters at, at number one. I don't even think Family Matters is that good this week either. I, I, I liked it. I mean, it wasn't the best Family Matters, but it was, it was fine. Yeah, I think your ranking's probably right for this week. Like, I, I don't... that That's about as good as you can get. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll uh, see. We'll, maybe... Maybe Billy will grow on us. Yeah. What do we have for next week? Is it a full lineup or? Got a full week next week. So Family Matters, season three, episode 17, Step by Step, season one, episode 16, Baby Talk, season two, episode 16, and Billy, season one, episode two. 
Uh, thanks to Colton Martin once again for the theme song this week. Yeah, Colton, thanks. Follow us on all social media at TGIFCast. Shoot us emails, TGIFCast at gmail.com. And uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, Two Guys in the Fridays. Yeah, we're on all the places. So. Um, I might be going out of town, so we'll see what happens for next week. Oh, man, where are you going now? Uh, you know, either Philadelphia, Massachusetts, uh, Connecticut, or Suffolk. One of those four places. <laughs> or maybe two of them. Who knows? All right. Well, have fun with that, man. Yeah, I'll try. All right. Have a good week, Steve. You got it, dude. Podcast.